And we who with unveiled faces all, all uh, reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed are being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18. Awesome. Let's give him a round of applause. He committed to memorizing it. So that was great. Thank you, Josh. So I will read that again. It says, because I don't have the PowerPoint up here today, but it goes, And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is in the Spirit. 2 Corinthians 3.18. So this, this Sunday, I want to talk about change, guys. Uh, we've been going through Galatians. And Galatians, for those who don't know, maybe the little ones, I'm going to give you a little heads up. Galatians is a book in the New Testament. And it is written by Paul. And Paul wrote it after the, everything that has taken place with Jesus. Um, and so Jesus died on the cross and rose from the grave. And Galatians, after all that... After the Gospels. And so what has taken place after Jesus' death is that the good news, the good news of what Jesus did, has done and has been done. It's been going to be spread, sorry, throughout the world. And people are accepting the Gospel now. People are accepting the news of Jesus and what he's done. And so you're like, what is the news of Jesus? What's the good news of Jesus? Does anybody know what Jesus did? Anybody in front? No, they're just looking at me like, we're really close to this guy. And he's looking at me. <laughs> Jesus, he died on the cross for our sins. When he, God created the world, created it perfect, but then sin came. Now she's leaving because I scared her. And so, <laughs> and then there was this great divide, this big gap between us and God. And so God sent his son Jesus to be, live this perfect life, to be this perfect sacrifice for us. So then that, that big gap could be filled. And so we could have now a relationship with God. By accepting what Jesus has done on the cross. And so Paul wrote this letter to the Galatians. In the beginning part of this letter, he's talking to the Galatians about what's right and what's wrong. Do your parents talk to you about right and wrong? My parents still talk to me about right and wrong. They're like, Jeremy, you can't say that. Jeremy, you can't do that. But I'm like, I'm 35 almost, Mom. Come on. And so there's some change that has happened, though, what Paul is addressing. There's some change that has happened from the last time he met with the Galatians. He planted the church. Things were going well. But then he's got news. of There's some changes that are happening that he's not too sure about, that he's not really thrilled about. And so does anybody here like art? Like any, any young ones like art? Does anybody want to come and be a volunteer? Carrie, you want to come up here for a sec? You really like, does anyone want to come? Hope? Do you want to come up, up to the front here? For sure. Come on up, Hope. Well, as you come up, I'm just going to grab something. Yes. So this is my personal easel that I just took from my bedroom. You want to come close, Hope? Does anybody know what this picture is? Can you see this picture? Do you know what this picture is? The Mona, the Mona Lisa? Mona Lisa, yeah. Pretty famous picture. Pretty awesome, right? A amazing picture. Does anybody agree with that? Is it, is it, if people look at it, you're like... Is it, yeah, it's good. I think it's great. Um, but you know what? I don't think it's like cool for us today, right? This, I don't, like women don't really dress like this now or look like this now, hey? I think we should change it. It's okay. It, it, I'll take all the blame. 
Disclaimer, please don't go home changing your parents' art if they have art <laughs> up in their house. Don't be like, Jeremy did it up front so I can do it. Look at me, I drew mustaches on everything. Um, so, you know, I think a lot of our ladies, like, you see lots of women today, they seem to have tattoos, right? Yeah, should we give Mona Lisa a tattoo maybe? On the wrist seems like to be the cool thing. I'll put maybe a little bit WWJD. What would Jesus do? Permanent, permanent bracelet. Uh, what about hair, right? You think, like a lot of women today have a different hair color. Like you can't really tell if what's their natural hair color. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll give the, I think, some green or blue. You think that's good? Do you want to put some blue in her hair? Or you don't want to be a part of this? <laughs> you going to put some in? Yeah, you can just squeeze it on there, give her a nice little streak. There we go, that's beautiful. Yeah, what about, I'm a big fan of giving people mustaches. Um, yeah, you want to put a mustache on? It's going to be really long. It's okay, it can be long. That seems to be the style today with the long mustaches. There we go. You just push, it's already out there. Yeah. This is awesome. She's looking dapper today. Um, that is a perfect mustache. Wow. I think, is there anything else that we need to give her? Yes. What was that? What shows? How about a flower? Oh, a flower, yeah. If you want to put a flower there. Nice flower. Pretty. You know what? I wonder what Da Vinci would think of this today if he was here. Do you ever wonder what Da Vinci think uh, of what we're doing with this picture? Hey? You think Leonardo da Vinci is here today? Is she not even answering? Oh, no. <laughs> There's a mic there, Leo, if you want to grab the mic. Busy microphone. <laughs> yeah, that helps you talk louder. Hello? Oh, hello. Oh, mama mia. Oh, mama mia. What? This is my Mona Lisa? What has happened? What are you doing? What have you done to my Mona Lisa? I, we thought Mona Lisa could use Jeremy. some updating. I, I, updating? Yeah. My Mona Lisa, it is my beautiful, my beautiful masterpiece, my life's work. In fact, I think we should add some more. Oh, she wants to add more? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm so... Uh, but you know what, it's not really current for today, like, we needed to change it to make it, to, for us to like it more, like, change. I look at it, I'm like, it's okay, she, she's not even really smiling, like, what, what does happened? she have a moustache? <laughs> the Mamma Mia, the, the, the Mona Lisa does not have a moustache, and tattoos? <laughs> Maybe, they might be washable. Um, <laughs> I think I have an idea what you're doing. Yeah, I'm, like, What have you done? The world has gone crazy. Yes, we've gone a little bit crazy. Um, you do not have to change the Mona Lisa. It is already perfect. I'm sorry. We probably shouldn't have changed it to make it work for oh, us. No. Now I have to make another one. <laughs> sorry, Leo. Well, thank you, Hope. That was amazing. I hope that didn't offend anybody. <laughs> So, <laughs> thank you, Hope. That was amazing. Great. 
we don't need, we have this desire sometimes to change things to work for us. But you heard Da Vinci say, I work so hard, there is nothing you need to do to make it better. You see, sometimes change is good and sometimes change is bad. Do you have a parent, or maybe you're even this person where you don't like change, you want everything to stay the same, you're like, who moved the remote? Who moved my shoes? Who moved this piece of bread I kept here for three days? Like, do we have people like that in the house? When my family would go away, my dad would go away, it was like our time to change everything and just hope when he came back he didn't have a heart attack. And so, so there's good change, right? There's good change like, like change in Evie's diaper is a good change. Like she appreciates it, I appreciate it. Like, um, but there's bad change. Like what if I just went down to the corner and I was like, you know what? Yeah, I don't, I don't like this stop sign. Like, I'm, I'm kind of done with it. And so then I take that stop sign and I move it out and then it's gone. And you think that's good change or bad change? You see, there are some things that we are not to change. The Mona Lisa, one of the greatest works of art ever, a beautiful picture. Um, it doesn't need to be changed. Just like we shouldn't have changed the Mona Lisa to make it what we think is better. Like, I, I think we... Hope was very creative. Awesome ideas, Hope. Thank you very much. But the Mona Lisa is da Vinci's masterpiece. The gospel story is perfect in what it is laid out to be. It is perfect. The story of the gospel, the story of Jesus coming and dying for us on the cross. Nothing needs to be changed in order to make it better. There are stories about people seeing the Mona Lisa, seeing that picture, seeing... Not what we just did, but the seeing the picture at the museum and then being changed by it. They, they would have this deeper love of art. They would be transformed and they would propel them in their artistic ways. It would it maybe ignite something in them where they were stuck on their art project. And like, oh, I, I, they look at the, the, this picture of the Da Vinci's Mona Lisa and it just like it inspires them. It helps them. It, it propels them forward. The gospel, the story of Jesus, that masterpiece... It's to change us. We're not to change it. We are not to change the gospel. We are not to change the story of what Jesus has done. We are to hear the story and to transform it. And you're like, I've heard the story and I've been transformed. It has changed me. Here I am on Sunday. I follow Christ. But the great thing about the story is that it continually changes us. It never stops there. It continues to grow on us. We continue to go deeper in it. We continue to have this revelation of what we were and then who Christ is, and it draws us closer to him. So when we feel like we're stuck in our walk with Christ, when we feel like maybe we've hit a wall with him, and we're like, where are you? You know where we go back to? We go back to the story of Jesus and the gospel. Because there, everything was defeated, and we found glory. And when we have a remembrance of that, we remember that it continues to work in our lives and that it changes something. It, it changes the atmosphere. I mentioned last week, there's no better version to the gospel. No better. It is what it is. It is great. There's nothing we need to add to it. No mustaches, no blue streaks. The way we grow in the Christian life is the same way that we began in the Christian life. Through faith in Christ's finished work. So we want to grow. You guys want to continue to grow? My kids, you want to grow with Jesus? We always need to remember what he's done for us on Calvary. The words, it is finished, you see, are not just words we believe one time to find forgiveness. They're words to believe again and again for that spiritual power to come in our lives. 
it is finished is not just the way we obtain forgiveness in the past. It is how we gain power in the present. It's not a past thing. It, it, it brought me out of what I, where I was. No, it continues to bring us out of the things that we experience in life. The first time we believed these words, we were released from the penalty of sin. When we thought, when we heard it was finished, the penalty, yeah, it was, it was, it was paid for. But as we continue to believe them, it releases us from the power of sin. As we continue to put faith in the finished work of Christ, the power of the Spirit is released in us, and we can go, and we can grow, and we can do great things for His kingdom. This statement really caught me. It said, the deeper you go in the gospel, the wider, higher, and farther you go in obedience. So when we want to grow spiritually, when we feel, like I said, we've hit that wall, when you're frustrated, maybe like, I'm not seeing fruit, I'm not seeing spiritual fruit, I'm not seeing growth, we come back to the cross, to the message that is finished, and we rest there. I heard this story, it's like, we want to rest on the cross. Like, you know how we have these cell phones today where we can just put them on a power dock and they just automatically charge up? That's kind of like a picture of us coming to the cross. We need, we're feeling down. We're feeling like we're not charged. We're feeling like, man, I'm not growing. We come back, we rest on what Jesus has done. It's like putting your phone on that power dock and resting on it. You see, there was a point when we heard the gospel and we accepted it and it changed us right? It made you a light. It brought you out of darkness. Your nature has been changed. You are free from sin. No, you're free from it. You've been born again, a new birth. And this all speaks of life. But there's still work to be done, right? There's still work to be done in our lives. And it comes now through the power of the Holy Spirit. When Christ rose again, he promised this helper to us, someone who's going to be by our side, never leave us, never forsake us. The Holy Spirit, the power of Christ's finished work, has that power of Christ's finished work. 1 Thessalonians 1, 4-5 says this, For we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that he has chosen you because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power with the Holy Spirit, and we, with deep conviction. And so the power of the Holy Spirit works in us now, that the power of the Holy Spirit is that power of the death and resurrection of the cross, and it continues to change us. Do you remember a time when you would get a present at Christmas? Maybe you still get presents at Christmas, right guys? You get presents at Christmas, yeah? That still happens, yeah. And then you open the present. You're so excited. You open it up and you look at it and you're like, oh, sweet, a new remote control car. And you're like, this is the best. And then you open it up and you're ready to play with it and you see that there's no batteries included. And they're like, this, this is like, for the battery people, I think this is why they made batteries. Like the, at Christmas time, I'm sure stocks go way up in batteries and Duracell and those things. You see, the work of the gospel is a gift that comes with batteries included. God gives us power through the Holy Spirit to make this new life work. It's not like we open this new life and we're like, uh, I feel like it's the same now. When we open, we have this new life with Christ, it comes with batteries included, the power of the Spirit. The glorious news of Jesus' death is that you and I can change because of his work within us, continual work within us. 
And this is why we continue to read the Gospels and to believe what has happened and let it transform us and remind us of what was conquered on that day. Right, our first instinct is when we're trying to get better is to make lists. Who's a list person? We got list people. It's okay. Or we try to make things that we can do to change, right? I need to have this pathway to change, which is great. And these things, they help us along to get us going to where we want to go to be changed, right? I'd explain it like this, like disciplines and maybe some laws, maybe some rules are like the railroad track that maybe help point us. But the only thing that's going to power that train to move is the Spirit of God. Right? It will then direct, it will get everything moving and going in the right direction. See, the law is powerless to produce change. Realization of the gospel and what the Christ has done. Not changing it. We don't need to change it to make it better. We don't need to add on to it. We don't need to say, I need to do this in order to be better, a better Christian. I mean, there's things that we need to do to be a better follower of Christ. But we have to realize it's still not us. It's still Christ who does the work. And as we read our Bible and as he challenges us, then we know that the Spirit's speaking to us, putting something on our hearts to propel us to go forward. And that's how true change happens because you feel something inside of you saying like, I need to be a better follower this way. I'll call the worship team back up. I know you're like, wow, that was short. I've been long. I'm borrowing time from the last three weeks, I guess, and using it for. But the Holy Spirit has power because of the power of death and resurrection. That same Spirit is in us, and we can rest on the cross and the message that it is finished. The Spirit inside of us responds to that. So when we rest knowing that it is finished, the acceptance that we have had of that gospel into our lives. Something just changes within us. It ignites us. It pushes us forward, propels us forward. And what better way to recognize what has been done on the cross than with communion? The gospel message. Today we're going to take of these emblems. Families, you, you are free to lead your, your family as you feel need in regards to communion. For kids, if you have been in here before, how we do is Chris is going to come down here in a little bit. I'll be on one spot. Chris will be on the other. And we'll come and you'll grab the emblems. We'll listen. We'll reflect as they sing a song. And then we'll take them together. The gospel, the story of Jesus, doesn't need to be changed. You know, it speaks of when we do things, it, it has our hands all over. And I know I make mistakes. I know I'm not the best at things. I know the only thing that can change is the power of the Holy Spirit and His work, or God's work, through Christ on Calvary. So as I pray here, I'm going to invite Chris to come on down. We're going to grab these emblems. And after my prayer, I invite you to come grab communion. Sit down and reflect on the cross. Reflect on the gospel. Reflect on what it is meant to you. Reflect on the power of it and let it change you. Let it propel you forward. Let it do continue work in your life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you 
for the work that you did on Calvary. Lord, I thank you for the work on the cross. Lord, and what it means to us. Lord, that we were separate, but now we are, are with you because of Jesus' death and resurrection. That that power of the resurrection is in us now. And as we continue to go back, remembering what has happened on the cross, it reminds us of the power that is now within us. It reminds us that we, with you, have this power to move forward. There's nothing we need to do to change that, to make it better. Lord, we just need to realize you've done it all. We rest on that. We rest near you, knowing that you have defeated it. And that things that we face in our life, maybe those problems, those circumstances that seem so big, we can go rest back on the cross knowing that you are in us. And that power of peace and hope is in us too.